Do it, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be hungry in a little bit. This is Garage Logic <laughs> Podcast number 149, April 30, 2019. 92 degrees, <clears throat> excuse me, in downtown Garage Logic on this day in 1952, and 22 degrees on this day in 1958. Uh, that's uh, that's a courtesy of Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. And I'm now uh, going to tell you, courtesy of Aquaside. That'll keep your lakeshore weed-free. There were no lake openings on this day for either White Bear Lake or Minnetonka. Darn. Now, we're nearing the end of ice outs. Uh, about two more. And then we're uh, we're rolling into the summer season. And then what stat will you give once the ice out ages? Uh, what, you, what you will hear might surprise you. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse... On the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. What do you want, Rucker? Did you get that, John? I did not, but I okay. will find it. I'll send it to you. Did you, uh, have we heard back from Mayor Jacob Fry's office? Uh, we have not. We reached out. Yes, via email and uh, uh, voicemail. We're going to resume our discussion about Bidet Makaska returning to the name Lake Calhoun after an appeals court ruled that the DNR had no legal authority to change the name of a body of water, and they did so without the uh, legislative approval. I'm I'm thrilled with that decision uh, because there was no case to rename Lake Calhoun except to purposely revise history. The lake was not named for Calhoun because he was a slave owner. That would have had to have been the case they could have made. That's not the case. The DNR does not have the authority to change the names of lakes that have been in place for more than 40 years. That that stems from a law that was established in 1925. Uh, and the attorney who was representing homeowners around Lake Calhoun, Eric Cardall, said uh, that we're glad uh, that the public official here is being held accountable And he went on to say uh, what might be heard on GL, uh, how far does this go? Is Red Lake going to be Green Lake? Is Lake Vermilion going to become Lake Brazilian? Is Lake Superior going to become Lake Equality? Monday's opinion makes clear that such changes require more than approval from the state's DNR commissioner, Cardall said, adding that the legislature needs to get involved either by granting more power to the DNR commissioner or by enacting the change itself. While legal decision, while the legal decision means the lake will go back to Lake Calhoun for local purposes, it will remain Bade Makaska on the federal level, seeing as the name has already been adopted by the federal board on geographic names, according to DNR Assistant Commissioner Jess Richards. Richards added that the state office, the DNR, is wary of the appeals court findings. It appears the appeals court's interpretation of Minnesota Statute Chapter 83A effectively eliminates any mechanism whereby water bodies can be renamed to Minnesota if the name has existed for at least 40 years. It is important that local governments in the state have a means to change longstanding water body names. 
Uh, for example, the DNR has previously renamed lakes that included racial epithets or other derogatory terms. Okay, then we get into Mayor Jacob Fry. And it's... What we could expect? Well, I just wish he would engage with us. Uh, he, in, he, What he's saying is tantamount to saying he's ignoring the new law. He's ignoring the court ruling. Oh. I'm going to keep referring to it by its Dakota name. Okay. Okay. Right. I guess there's nothing to for him to that would stop him from doing that personally. He can say to all his friends, I'll meet you at Bede Makaska uh, Saturday afternoon. Right. That, I guess that isn't an, uh, a complete ignorance of the law. What about an official uh, Minneapolis um, I will con- I will continue to call Bede Makaska by its rightful name, Frey tweeted. That was the lake's name before people who look like me renamed it to honor a slavery apologist. And as far as I'm concerned, that is still its name today, meaning Bidet Make a Squaw. Two points there. Uh, Fry is a uh, pandering uh, mysterian. Yes. And he has created quite a litmus test there. Uh, if you're going to have to change the names of things before people who look like him arrived here, then you got to kind of wipe the slate clean in Minnesota. Completely clean. Completely clean. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a do-over. Which is a Mysterian goal. It's a do-over. It's a Mysterian goal. And what we're learning here is that, and also Brad Bourne, the president of the Minneapolis Park and Rec Board, said the agency was not part of the lawsuit and does not plan, plan on changing any of the signs around the lake. So here you have position, people in positions of authority that are essentially thumbing their nose at the at the Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, what a precedent that establishes. Did you see the federal government is doing the same thing? With what? Uh, spokesperson for the U.S. Board of Geographic Names confirmed the lake will still be known at all federal levels as Bidet Makaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentioned that, and I didn't quite understand why. I didn't Wouldn't get the it feds Because follow? you read it, Joe, uh, something about they already have the They've name. already done it. Yeah. It's already in the board of the, the register, the federal register. Okay. Okay, but... Think of the litmus test that Fry's uh, applying here. That was the lake's name before people who look like me renamed it to honor a slavery apologist. Again, he's got it completely wrong. He's not a factual guy. He's a Mysterian. It was not named to honor Calhoun's proclivity to slavery. That sounds better in the soundbite, though, for Mayor Fry. But when you are a modern Mysterian and wanting to signal your virtue, you say, we had to change the name of that lake. It was honoring a slavery apologist. No, it was just honoring uh, this uh, character, Secretary of War at the time, who sent a bunch of surveyors out here, and they said, hey, boss, we found this lake. Now, granted, granted, it presumably had a name when these soldiers decided to say to Calhoun, we're going to name it after you. Five will get you ten. Five people in Minneapolis knew who John Calhoun was five years ago. Oh, easily. Five people. Yep. If that was such a big issue for Fry, a big problem for Fry, why didn't he speak up about it ten years ago? Or right. while he was running. But now, we're so we're learning two things. The, the Mysterians are choosing to, uh, what's tantamount to, ignoring the findings of the appeals court and applying a litmus test that they would honor any name of anything if that name had been established prior to people who look like him having arrived here. 
And the problem you're you're starting to see, we're okay with a rule as long as it fits our needs and our wants and our desires. Mm-hmm. But if it if it goes against our train of thought, then we're going to be against it, and we won't we won't accept it. And this brings us back to the task of sanitizing this country is so of such magnitude and will be fought on so many fronts that this is a really good microscopic look at it. Here you have a mayor saying the hell with the law. I'm calling it what I want to call it. The park board saying the hell with what the appeals court said. I'm calling it what I want to call it. We're not taking down those signs. And and then additionally, this incredible litmus test of that was the name of the lake before people who looked like me arrived here. Well, then your task is only beginning and it's never going to end. And that will ultimately involve the government, which you right now are currently ignoring. If you if you look at the Court of Appeals as part of the government, you are saying, well, we're, so what? So it's going to become a new federal, you know, what did Orwell call his? Ministry of Truth. You're going to have to make up some whole new entity to override what the courts say. So now you're in the position of ignoring the law. The Minister of Truth is on the march. Mm -hmm. Call him out. Now, another good point as it relates to Fort Snelling. Before you you leave that. I'll stay with it all day. So what does that mean? If he's going to be consistent, what has to be taken down or or removed? Anything to do with Sibley. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thought that I had when I saw him so passionately give this speech Man, to everyone is we have one person in the room that's a tax-paying citizen in the city of Minneapolis. If I was that person, I would be irate because I would hope that my mayor, he my paper is. suit, empty suit mayor, <laughs> would attack real issues in Minneapolis like crime and and police being afraid to arrest. No, he's trying to shut the cops down. That's that's just it. He, he's yeah. such an empty suit. Yeah. He doesn't even realize how phony he is. No, he that don't. would really bother me, Kenny, if I was you. Oh well, yeah, it does. But you know, what am I going to do about Closer it? Closer you get to the country's tallest yeah. building, I'll tell you what I'm doing about it. I'm moving the hell out of town. Yeah, mm-hmm. far away. Now, as for Fort Snelling adding, because I gave up years ago. As for Fort Snelling adding signage that says uh, historic Fort Snelling at Bedote, which was apparently a, what, a Lakota word uh, uh, yes. Yes, for the confluence of the Minnesota and Mississippi rivers. Uh, Eric uh, Udenberg has a good point, taking the mayor to task. Okay. Would you put any limit on the number of names put on the signs? How would you decide on the order the names are put on the sign? Must Fort Snelling be first, or should they be listed oldest to newest? How much are you willing to have the state spend on new signs? How much time would you like the legislature to devote to this? Wouldn't multiple names only confuse and or distract drivers? Why not support leaving the current names and signs alone, pushing back a little harder? Well, he's right. You know, I, I, can, I, can, make myself, uh, I can make myself very agreeable on, a, on adding the word bedote out at Fort Snelling. Mm-hmm. But I can't deny that, that that creates another slope to go down. Yeah, and don't tell me that those people that are not abiding by the law aren't going to just do whatever they feel is right or looks good in a soundbite. Let's put it this way. How are you going to put it? Beginning with this Lake Calhoun controversy about five years ago, we were pretty much, on, at least locally, on the ground floor of watching what is happening. Mm-hmm. And what is happening is the systematic 
cleansing of American history, the systematic, as it would be interpreted by those who intend to signal their virtue. We are witnessing the systematic dismantling of history. And getting, getting back to Fry's amazing litmus test, basically what he's saying, and I don't think I'm going to be in hyperbole here, correct me if I'm wrong, staff, basically what he was saying is, I'm ashamed to be white, Mm-hmm. And anything, anything created, anything named or built by white people, uh, is is held in suspicion. Mm-hmm. Is that a yeah. way to put it? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and again, and you have presidential candidates among the twenty two thousand Democrats running for president, none of whom have an idea. Well, by that logic, Joe, he, we're going to have to start over not only in Minnesota but with the entire country it's something what i'm saying it's something known as manifest destiny which has been going on in the world since the beginning of time and it's what made the united states of america manifest destiny we came over and we immediately started pushing native americans west until we finally had them sequestered in reservations Mm -hmm. you're going to have to start over from the beginning and it was happening in this country before columbus got here the french the Spanish coming mm-hmm. up from the south. It's it's undoable. I mean, you you cannot do this. It's undoable, but you have and people like Fry who essentially he's being dismissive of his own ethnicity. Right. And he would be dismissive of his own ethnicity because he, well, first of all, he's dismissive of it because it helps him politically. He's a pandering political Wimp. Yes, thank wimp. you. Thank you for using wimp. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so it's no surprise that he would do that. But if the litmus test is that things named and created by white people are held in suspicion, then you got to blow this whole nation up. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole and they'd thing. be happy with doing mm-hmm. that from sea to shining, which sea. is the goal of the mystery. Yep. Do because you... what ultimately, what ultimately, would have to be re. The Constitution. Constitution. And then you would have a country that is not this country. Mm -hmm. And you are witnessing this every single day. And you haven't yet had a local politician stand up and say, uh, don't worry about Lake Calhoun, just leave it there. Uh, People have to learn from history. None of them have the the ability to say that. Kiffmeyer did. Yeah, Kiffmeyer, yeah. yeah. It's a fine how do you do, isn't it? Even though you disagreed with her. Well, but I, you know, things happen. I'm I'm willing to expand my thinking, and uh, the, the the email I just read is a is a is a is wise counsel. Okay, Joe, uh, are you going to limit the number of new signs that can be added to something, and then uh, are you going to order them? Will it be the newest or the most historic, or will it be the most historic to the newest? Uh, how much money and time do you want spent on this? And my, when you look at it that way, my answer is I want no time spent on this. I want no money spent on this. And I want the names left alone. Which is the obvious mature adult thing. To do, do you think Fry realizes how damaging all of this is? Or do you think he doesn't care? Or do you think he's too dumb to realize what he's doing? I don't think he's the sharpest pencil in the box. See, I but, don't but, but look at the message he's sending to young people. If you don't like that particular law, yeah. 
just just ignore it. Well, I tell you what, Suge, I hate going 25 on the parkway, mm-hmm. and from now on, I'm doing 55 on the parkway. Why not? You you don't have to agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. not following that. Oh, I don't like red lights. Speaking of that, <laughs> what was the uh, the thing I read you this morning about the practice freeway? Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. Uh, they, this is almost an annual event where they try to raise the speed. But line. we're talking about following the laws, and we're going to choose to follow this law, but not mm-hmm. this law, mm-hmm. where they they tried to increase it from 45 to 55. Correct, Kenny. Right, and then they were shouted down about it. So, so these laws are okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. laws that we happen to enjoy. The, the other frustrating thing about this, and you talked about it yesterday, was infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So, politicians are dealing with this crap, which you know. Well, dams when, are being yeah. When they should be dealing with stuff that's really going to help us. If Fry, I, I can't stop thinking about this. I don't know if it's apropos, but if Fry really wants to help, why doesn't he get in his electric car and uh, motor on up to Red Lake and help those folks out? Yeah, that, that's a ghetto up there. Yeah, yeah. and those are Native Americans, yeah. and they could use our help. Yeah, in any way possible. Mm-hmm. Get your narrow white ass up there, Fry, and help them out. <laughs> Wow. I'm just sick of these people. Well, pand- it is, they're just it is. Pandering, they're pandering, fools, pandering fools. And they're not doing anything helpful for the natives. And, and the natives could use our help. So get your ass up to Red Lake. And I'll be shocked if these people get back to you. Nothing yet? Mm-hmm. No, not after what Especially I just Especially if said. he hears the podcast. <laughs> right. uh, sorry about that. Guys. You know, plans for tomorrow are pretty much but out. But like you said, Reavers, I live there and I have to put up oh. with this crap. Our great friends at uh, Federated Insurance, Owatonna, Minnesota's own Federated Insurance, they know that one size fits all rarely fits anyone. And that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company tailors its insurance programs to your individual business. They offer property and casualty, life and disability income insurance. Their marketing representatives are the best in the business. They get to know you, the business owner, and how your operation works, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. Is driving a significant part of your business? They'll talk to you about auto liability. Worried about a cyber attack? Look around the world. You might want to get some data compromise coverage. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive because at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. In a not necessarily unrelated topic... Okay. uh, And now for something totally different. (laughs) uh, I stumbled across some audio this morning... Uh, it's a clip from a uh, Philadelphia 10 o'clock newscast uh, that gets us closer and closer to my prediction that the day is coming when we won't, won't be able to talk to each other. Mm. But you, you need to stay tuned because you got you got to hear that. Mate, schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Where is it? Where is it? It's right there. Right in front of you. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Keith Olsen out in Montana made me aware of this. Out west where they got a lot of snow. A lot of snow in northern Minnesota. Isn't he? If I remember right, he's between uh, South Dakota and Billings, right? What's the name of the town? He didn't include it on this. Uh, I think we've taken emails from him before. We have, but I can't remember the town. But he he is alerting me to a story that appeared here locally in Rochester. Rochester advocates march to end climate change. 
That'd be quite a feat if you could end climate change, couldn't it? Uh, how do we do that? Huh. Dozens take to the streets of Rochester for the fifth annual People's Climate March, starting in Peace Plaza and ending at the People's Food Co-op. Uh, Advocates gather with signs and a chorus of chants geared toward a more renewable world. Student speakers also grab the microphone to talk about their concerns for the future and what they're doing to try to make a change. Organizers say that human and environmental health are one and the same, believing both issues need to be tackled, not just in Rochester, but around the world. The example of climate change is all around us right now, not only with colder days or snowier days. See, that's now climate change. Used to be, it had to be warmer. It's snowier. So, you know, it's, See, it's a, it's a business in which you can't lose. It's like the Constitution. <laughs> you it's, can't it's lose. It's living and breathing. It changes all the time. You can, you're never wrong. Right. <laughs> Uh, not only with colder days or snowier days, but Rochester itself has seen a thousand-year storm that's only supposed to happen every thousand years. <laughs> Got it. Hello? Uh-huh. Hello? So we're on the front. Oh, they're, they're claiming they've had 3,000-year storms in 15 years. I, you know what? Give them a we don't know that if you can find it. Oh, yeah. We got that. So we're on the front lines of climate uh, change here. We don't here. know that. We're seeing it all around us, said Rochester Clean Energy Organizer Rick Morris. You're probably all wondering where I'm headed with this. Yeah. You're about to find out. <laughs> uh, Sunday's march culminated in a no-west, I'm sorry, a no-waste, family-friendly block party with snacks DIY DIY bath bombs, <laughs> face painting, and music. But I think the reason Mr. Montana wanted me to see this is because the story includes a couple of photographs. And in one, here's a guy that appears to be maybe in his early 50s, and he's holding a sign. It's a ding-ding sign. Mm. Dinosaurs thought they had time, too. Now wait a minute. Break this down, please. No, let's let's break. Let's check this out. Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> I'm pausing. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. that this moron? Yeah. Thinks that I don't know what he thinks. Dinosaurs <laughs> thought they had time too. Do you think he so, must think? So they were sitting around watching the yeah, news around the fire, yeah. campfire. They're watching the TV and and popcorn. And they were warning each other about, you know, the climate change. And and most of the dinosaurs ignored them. They said, nah, it ain't going to happen. Then they lit up another cigarette. Like Noah almost. (laughs) This guy doesn't even know the irony of his own sign. Nature, climate change without human interaction. Ah. The dinosaurs had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That was just 100% nature. There, were, there weren't other tribes of dinosaurs driving minivans. SUVs. No, there Gas weren't. Gas no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, no, they must have had no. one cold The dinosaurs, plant. what do you think the dinosaurs, uh, as uh, Keith Olson from Montana writes, what should the dinosaurs have done differently? <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> He's right. If they would have changed their evil ways, they needed to change uh, their patterns of behavior. No, you know what they needed? They need more uh, efficient light bulbs. The dinosaurs right. did. Runaway theocracy, isn't it? It's just a runaway, absurd, oh, that's a good one. absurd, uh, that runaway, dumb is what it is. That quote is up there with Guam flipping over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the Far Side cartoon with the dinosaurs. Smoking? They're, They're sitting idiot. around having a smoke saying, hey, what do you think about this climate change thing there, friend? 
You know, the biggest change I've noticed uh, from from podcasting to terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. in all my years of terrestrial radio, I can count on one hand the number of, uh, what is it called when a, when a customer who goes to one of your clients? Testimonial. Testimonial. I, I never recall getting those. Well, but with the, with the podcast while, sure. format, I get them routinely, and I think it's an ode to our, our uh, partners that we've hooked up with here on okay, the podcast. Just potential advertisers. I got them all the time. This is yeah. new for him. Well, Mike <laughs> Flepson, who writes us all the time from Arizona, yes. he's now back in Duluth, and he said, I'm looking forward to warm, sunny days riding my two vintage Honda motorcycles, a 1980 shaft drive water-cooled CX500 Deluxe, I know that bike well, and a 1970 Trail 90. Both bikes oh. are very low originals, unrestored in like-new condition. I started buying gear and accessories at the Dennis Kirk store over 15 years ago. They've always given me great service and have stood behind their products. The first accessory I purchased was the acrylic windshield on the CX500 Deluxe. It fits perfectly, looks great, and has kept the bugs out of my teeth for many years. He's, of course, referring to Minnesota's own Dennis Kirk, a Minnesota-based Worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers. Whether you ride a Harley, Cruiser, sport bike, vintage Hondas, doesn't make any difference. Dennis Kirk has more than 160,000 products in stock ready to ship today. An $89 order ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 o'clock today. Get it tomorrow. As soon as you started this ad, I logged on to DennisKirk.com. I entered in, you said 1970, right? Yep. Uh, trail, Honda Trail 90. Yep. I just found an entire 90-watt DC electrical system for that bike at really? DennisKirk. So if you pick one of these up and the uh, electric stuff is junk, DennisKirk.com has it. That's amazing. It is. It is. Because, and 1970. Because stuff for those vintage Hondas is getting harder to oh, find. It's, yeah, it's really it's tough. It's getting harder to Were find. Were you a windshield guy for all of your Absolutely. bikes? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Especially when you got hit with pig poop. Yep. Oh, Thank yeah, God I had the windshield protector. when I got hit by pig poop. That, oh, was a pig, yeah. pig, that was a pig poop protector. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Are we going to have a John Height News experience? Wonderful. A beautiful lawn is just a click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. Actually, the best lawn you'll ever see is guaranteed by clicking ProfessionalTurf.com. And the way it goes down is really so simple. Click that link, schedule a free lawn care estimate, have a seasoned pro, a pro-turf pro, stop by that estate and set up a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed-killing program that will have your lawn looking luscious and luxurious from now until late fall. Click on ProfessionalTurf.com. Hey, bikers, don't you just hate it when this happens? That's right. He's not kidding. It's probably happened to someone you know while riding on the highway, and it's ugly. The smell, the uncomfortable moisture, but we can change all of that. Gumption County Motors has a million-dollar idea that we actually acted on. It's called the Poop Protector. The Poop Protector can keep you and your loved ones safe while riding. The concept is simple. A lightweight plastic strip is placed over your entire body. Don't worry, no flexibility is lost, so safety is not a concern. The plastic strip protects you from getting hit with, well, you know. Not only that, but also the embarrassment and mocking that goes along with it. Hey, you look great, Ed. Hey, nice going. Do you want a diaper for your face? Let's face it. You need to keep your ears clean while riding to hear oncoming traffic and the others you are riding with. As I said earlier, but it seems to me that you must have Gumption County Motors Poop Protector, available at Knack Hardware and other fine hardware stores. Free dry cleaning home pack with every purchase if you tell them the mayor sent you. 
Good luck. And the Suture. John Heights News sponsored by ProfessionalTurf.com. I have a few questions before Johnny about the poop protector. This is the first time I've ever heard the poop yeah. protector oh, spot. Yeah. Who was the voice? And number two, was that an actual caller that called in that said you had bleep in your ears? Yeah, it was yeah. somebody from McAllister. <laughs> yeah, a professor. A professor. A professor. Yeah. What was his name, Rook? Uh, I'm trying to remember yeah, his name. Yeah, that's uh, not important. Well, he. Um, <laughs> Peter's <laughs> Peter something? Theo. No, no. It was, whatever. It was, it's not it important. Peter. Don't get bogged down. The uh, Michael voice Halleck. Was Mike Halleck, yeah. Okay. Who's he, now in Texas? He I was yep. an engineer. Here, okay. So. Yeah. I'm tearing through Southwest Minnesota, and a big old farm truck's going the other way, and that stuff got me big time. <laughs> all that pig poop flew out of that rig and just went what, all over me. What time of the year was it? A nice uh, hot day? Yeah. Gr- driving back from Sturgis, when I got home, uh, I so thoroughly drowned the bike trying to wash it. Wouldn't start. <laughs> Harley had to come and pick it up and get it out of there. <laughs> I probably flooded every injector. Oh. Oh. <laughs> In news headlines, the Minnesota House has approved a pair of gun control proposals over Republican objections. One provision would expand criminal background check requirements for all gun transfers, while the other would allow authorities to temporarily take guns away from people deemed an imminent threat to themselves or others. House Democrats wrapped the proposals into a public safety bill that passed 70 to 64 early Tuesday. Five Democrats voting no. Included in the provisions in the broader bill, it lets Democrats force a discussion of the contentious issues at the end of session negotiations. But Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka told reporters he considers the proposals dead, does not want to waste any time on them. Uh, Governor Walls spoke at a Capitol rally Monday in support of the gun control measures. Meanwhile, after two days of debate, the House passed a $7.2 billion transportation funding bill Monday night that mirrors a plan put forward by Governor Walls. Uh, the Senate's transportation finance bill does not include any new taxes. Instead, it relies on existing tax revenue and uses some of a billion-dollar budget surplus. Of course, the uh, plan by the governor would put into effect a 20-cent gasoline tax. Uh, Gazalka says that's not going to happen. He said if we compromise between 20 cents up and 20 cents down, we're at a perfect spot. There'll be no gas tax increase. The governor said he's not falling for that ploy by Senate Republicans, but he's willing to negotiate a different tax increase amount. How does he not see the long-term impact that this will have on people? How is he that clueless? He's the governor, for God's sake. They're all clueless, Chris. None of them represent us. A website for the Save Lake Calhoun group appears to have been hacked. It comes after Monday's Court of Appeals ruling stating the Department of Natural Resources didn't have the authority to change the name of Lake Calhoun to Badamakaska. The website now just displays text saying, actually, it's called Badamakaska. Parks and Rec Board President Brad Bourne issued a statement yesterday criticizing the ruling. The MR, uh, MPRB excuse me, was not a party to the lawsuit but said in a release it's encouraging the DNR to appeal the ruling and is not changing the signage at the lake. Statement from the DNR said the agency is examining the decision, has 30 days to petition the Minnesota Supreme Court for review. Meanwhile, the House added an amendment to the environmental budget bill that would change the lake's name to Badamakaska. And the bill's expected to be debated Tuesday afternoon. That would be today, right, Chuck? That's correct, I Joe. see. Yes. Yep. Hmm. 
President Trump, his three eldest children, and his private company filed a federal lawsuit against Deutsche Bank and Capital One in a bid to prevent the banks from responding to congressional subpoenas. In the suit filed in federal court in Manhattan, the president and his family members argue the Democratic House committee leaders who issued the subpoenas are engaging in a broad overreach. The House's Intelligence and Financial Services Committees issued subpoenas to Deutsche Bank, a longtime lender to uh, President Trump's real estate company and other financial institutions two weeks ago, trying to get a long list of documents and other materials related to the lending. People with knowledge of the investigation said it's related to possible money laundering by people in Russia and in Eastern Europe. So that's what apparently we are after. We're not trying to see if he has money or if he has a house of cards financially. Apparently, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I really don't care. Of, of any president, I've never really cared about their tax returns. How, even though it is funny to see how much they give in charity, I don't care how much somebody's worth or makes. Senator Bernie Sanders on Monday. Called. I have thoughts about that. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would love to believe Trump is standing merely on principle. <laughs> that that you people have been hounding me since day one. You're exhausting every avenue, and now you're going after my personal finances. Mm-hmm. That is an, a broad overreach, and I'm standing here on constitutional grounds to say to you that that that's highly inappropriate. You don't even have to fuck okay. over. Okay, but 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 because it's Trump, I don't know why he's suing Deutsche Bank to uh, keep my, him from releasing information. <laughs> I think he's got a financial house of cards. I don't think he's trying to hide. I just think... Well, he's trying he's, to hide. If no, he's got a financial house of cards, he's trying to hide it. I don't think he's trying to hide the fact that uh, he has these billions of... He's, he's made people think he has billions of dollars. I, I think he has much less. I do, he, too. His embarrassment about that is what he's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Bernie Sanders. Well, wait, if he was embarrassed by it, I don't disagree with either one of you. If he was embarrassed by it, then why would he care what others thought about it? him in that regard because he doesn't seem to give a damn what they think about him anyway he's the guy chris who imitated a spokesperson for himself when he talked to people at forbes to indicate he had more money that's true he actually does so i think he does care what people think about his money situation okay we want you to believe that he's the richest person in the world And I think that and he's not. is his, as let me step over here editorially-wise, yes. not as the news yeah. guy, but the, the money thing to him, uh, even when people talk about him being immoral, I don't think he's immoral, I think he's amoral. I think if he can make money, he's good with anything. Right. And, and if he does something bad, I think that's the, the motivation, I, I don't think so. But he yeah. does donate his entire salary yeah. as the president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, for image, I think. Which is what? 400000 Senator Bernie Sanders Monday calling on Disney to use profits from its Avengers Endgame record-breaking opening weekend to pay all the employees there a middle-class wage. The Vermont senator and presidential candidate linked to a Bloomberg article on the superhero film's opening weekend box office returns. Uh, it made $1.2 billion, with a B, dollars worldwide. Uh, Sanders tweeted what would be truly hero- heroic. There you go. Thank you. Disney used its profits from Avengers to pay all of its workers a middle-class wage instead of paying its CEO, Bob Iger, $65.6 million, over 1,400 times as much as the average worker at Disney makes. Sanders has been a frequent critic of the corporation's management practices, praising unionized Walt Disney World Resort workers in August after they secured a $15 minimum wage in negotiations with the company. If Bernie takes in more campaign cash... Than the other two thousand people running for office, will he share it with them? 
Good. Yes, because he's uh, running on the socialist campaign. Will he share it with some? Let's say Bernie brings in ten million. Yep. And uh, he's got to share with Amy. And uh, Amy <laughs> brings in one million. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Amy get a? Doesn't he? Shouldn't he redistribute that That's to all the candidates? That's if he wants works. to be yeah. consistent, people really want to vote for a guy that wants to tell corporations how and where to spend their profits. No, he's a nasty old grandpa. I wish he'd go away. Break him up. Break him. <laughs> Break him up. There was, speaking of the Avengers, there was a great line on Twitter yesterday. I think it was Comedy Central. Joe, you brought up the the young lady who uh, was hospitalized because she was so overtaken <laughs> with emotion right. because of the Avengers. And the headline was. Don't tell us if she died. We don't want to ruin the ending. Right. <laughs> Ford Motor Company said on Tuesday it's partnered with Amazon.com to allow members of Prime, Amazon Prime, to deliver packages to their cars. Oh, boy. When they're not at home. <laughs> World's largest online retailer last year started rolling out a program in the U.S. to deliver packages to its members' parked cars. As part of a drive, I don't see any issues with that at all. As part of a drive to leave parcels where they cannot be easily stolen, <laughs> the key by Amazon in-car delivery offering will be available for owners of select Fords from 2017 and later model vehicles that are equipped with connectivity service, as well as for owners of 2018 Lincolns and later model cars. How is the drone going to open the door? Uh, that I don't uh, connectivity. There must yeah. be some way that uh, they can. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll button, all be electronic, right? right? And they can just open it. And... We're just creating more mm-hmm. problems or issues. The automaker says problems a... is the word, not issues. Problems is the correct word. The automaker says it's a convenient, secure yeah. way to ensure your packages word. are delivered directly to you when you are out for the day, anticipating bad weather or wondering if your package. Is safe. I just tell him to leave it on the porch at the farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's driving by there. Yeah, it works every time. We don't call the cops here with the big shotgun sign in front of your window. <laughs> <laughs> this house protected by Smith and Wesson. <laughs> <laughs> the vice president of the Jersey Shore Amusement Park insists that a roller coaster is safe. More than a week after two test dummies fell out of it and crashed into the roof of a nearby hotel. <laughs> Yikes. Crashed through the roof of a hotel. The incident. Who's occurred, going first? <laughs> maybe it's a marketing play. The incident occurred back on April 20th at Playland's Castaway Cove in Ocean City, New Jersey. The Gale Force roller coaster was undergoing a routine safety check when two water-filled dummies fell off the ride and plummeted into the ebb tide suites next door, damaging shingles and plywood on the roof. Uh, nobody was hurt in the incident. A roofer responded to the scene within an hour and made they, repairs. They weren't hurt. No. Okay. Hartley said the dummies apparently had leaks that went undetected, he says. Says they lost their mass and shape, so they were nothing like human bodies would be. Hartley said, obviously, it's not something that would ever happen with a person in it. You know, you don't lose rigidity in a person. You ever lose rigidity, Kenny? Uh, well, what did you just lose your once. Rigidity? I am getting old, John, but there was a time when, uh, yeah. Lap bar comes down, you're secured in there. Hartley told NBC10 the ride is 100% safe despite the mishap. What I always learned is blame the whiskey, John. Blame the whiskey. <laughs> the dinosaurs thought they had time, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if only they would have behaved differently. Uh, this relates to something you are, are saying, Joe. A survey by Total Jobs mm-hmm. found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work. Don't, uh, don't, don't continue with that. No, we're okay. going to surprise you with some wonderful, uh, some, some audio. wonderful audio. 
Okay, right. I'll uh, put that over here. Was that for a now, CBS then. story out of Philadelphia? I believe it was. Uh, yes. we, we're going to take, okay. right. take care of you, Johnny. Okay. Well, uh, I like having the next my uh, I like having my butt grabbed at work. Actually, well, yeah. your days Gross. are numbered. Come here, come here, Kenny. Well, uh, especially when he's in the bathroom <laughs> stall. <laughs> How many of you are ever uh, working for your school, your church, your service organization, and you're uh, placed in the fundraising committee? Oh yeah. Does it right ever here. happen? Oh yeah. Well, town baseball. That's right. Uh, Brooke, you've done it with the Nativity and many Nativity groups. County Fair, yep. Uh, get a hold of Big Time Sports Auctions. This is a great idea. They provide sports and entertainment memorabilia for silent auctions. Perfect. They put together the customized package. Here's the best part. There's no money out of your pocket. Big Time Sports keeps a portion of the proceeds, and your organization keeps the rest. They do everything. You don't lift a finger. You don't have to track down, we need some Vikings uh, paraphernalia. No, they got it all. No, they'll put together the package of items, for whether it's the Vikings, Twins, yeah. Wild, whatever. Whatever makes sense. They bring the items to your event. They set it up. They create the bid sheets. They pick up the unsold items after the event. You don't do anything except take credit for a great event. Big Time Sports Auctions works with Every group you can imagine, booster clubs, churches, schools, nonprofits, rotary clubs, golf tournaments, they can help you with your next event. Go to btsauctions.com. That's btsauctions with an S, dot com. From the Star Tribune, uh, Cub Foods trying something new. Their newest store opening Thursday in Minneapolis will be its smallest and fastest. The 46,000-square-foot store is at the bottom of a new apartment complex at East 46th Street in Hiawatha. It'll have a dozen grab-and-go concepts, including a popcorn shop, a burrito bar, juicery, sushi bar, refresh, which serves ice cream, and caribou coffee for customers. Is that, is that right next to the rail line? 40, East 46th in Hiawatha? Yeah, it Not is. Sure. It's, yep. Yeah, it's in the condos right there. The store will be the first cub to have a kombucha tap and the first with a panini bar. A kombucha? Kombucha. What is kombucha. that? It's tea? tea? It's fermented tea. Yeah. A typical... Right here. Right. I got your tea. That's I thought, that was, I thought I it was liquor. It, well, no, there's, no, a, no, there's a tiny trace of alcohol Very in it because small. it's fermented. Remember the big story behind that. It's what Michael, Michael Floyd, Floyd. Yep. told the Vikings he was drinking when he got busted. And Joe, that's not uh, uh, fermented. That's just aged. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> wow. A typical. He just took you to school. I'm Such. under the bed. As I said, <laughs> there's this, no room to move under here either. <laughs> this store will be 46,000 square feet. Most Cubs are 70,000 square feet. The smaller size store will have a fewer center store. So this store is Target items. doing this? No, this no. is Cub. Oh, Cub. I Cub. see. I see. I see. <laughs> It's a very crowded neighborhood. Where's uh, so this isn't for people it's a, in cars. It's in no. It's in the bottom of the uh, of an apartment building. Yeah, forty six. So it's there. basically for people that live there or that work or live nearby. I, I would guess because uh, I know that neighborhood well, and uh, there's no place to this, park. This is not new. Apparently, uh, Hy-Vee and Kroger are doing the same thing. They're testing smaller stores with uh, hmm. different different services that you. Well, can I wonder do. how do you pick and choose what service you're not going to offer. If you're yeah. a high V or a cub, you don't know what people need. Anyway, that's a boring story. Hey, really quick, <laughs> Joe, when you were doing your BTS auction spot, I just went on their website really quick. Kenny, look at this photo. It's you can have a signed Bobby Hall and Gordy Howe photo. Really? Wow. And they look like they're they're in their you know, their late stages, but they look like they're about to fight each other and they're both wearing their vintage sweaters. How cool is that's that? They got their feelers out. They know how to get the stuff. Wow, is that cool? 
For centuries, humans have been looking for the Yeti. Now, in an unceremonious tweet, the Indian Army, that's from India, is claiming to have found evidence of the mythological Himalayan monster. Hmm. On Tuesday, the official verified Twitter account of the Indian Army's additional Directorate General of Public Information tweeted a picture of what it says are Yeti tracks in the snow. For the first time... We've been waiting for this for years. According to the Post, for the first time, an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team has sighted mysterious footprints of the mythical beast Yeti. The prints, allegedly measured 32 by 15 inches, were spotted on April 9th close to Makalu Base Camp, an isolated mountainous area between Nepal and Tibet. The elusive snowman, according to the Post, has only been sighted at Makalu Baron National Park in the past. Why is the Yeti so blurry? Not surprisingly, the tweet prompted a flurry of incredulous responses on social media, with many rebuking the Indian military for propagating theories previously debunked by science. Others poked fun at it. The Indian Army. There's no science. You don't need any science. The Indian Army provided no further evidence of its find and didn't reply to requests for comment at the time of publication. In a press release back on March 26th, the Indian Army said an 18-strong unit would be making its maiden expedition to that area in March through May. In Nepali folklore, the Yeti, dubbed the Abominable Snowman in the West, is a furry ape-like creature taller than an average human, which inhabits the Himalayas and other regions. Their existence has never been proven, but they have captured the imagination, of course, of many. I've told you this story before, but it's one of my state uh, favorite state fair stories back when the fair was really the fair. They had the abdominal, is it the abdominable? Abominable. Abominable. Abominable snowman. They had the tent for him down in the midway area. And and boy, I fell for that. I went in there and you paid a dime to go stare at this thing that was supposed to be the abominable snowman. (laughs) And he had post and speaks no English, captured in the wilds of the Himalayas. And he's probably some lineman for Ohio State working a summer job. (laughs) And they they had these postcard pictures of him that were a dime. And I, I was picked one up and probably was going to pilfer it. And the kid said, hey, hey, hey. The, the abdominal snowman said, hey, hey. Those are a dime. Put the dime in the cup. <laughs> he, so, he does speak. Yeah. <laughs> Multilingual. You talked to the abominable snowman. Oh, I did. I did. I'm one, one of the, of the few, few that ever have. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I like, Chris? Find me a jersey on that website. I want a Bobby Orr jersey. Just a, like a framed one? No, I want one to wear. Oh, Okay. On the btsauctions.com, uh, you can see some of the uh, memorabilia. He was Sorry. my uh, hero when I was a kid. Bobby Orr? Yeah. yeah. Huh. You know what you need, then? The picture of him flying horizontally oh God, yeah. after he scores yeah. the Stanley Cup goal in about 67. I'm going to have to look that up. 66 or 67. You know, he was taken out of his home in Perry Sound, Ontario, when he was about 15. Because... To play. To play play hockey. He's completely horizontal. Like Superman, arms out. Yep. But honestly, where do they get this stuff? That is cool. They're sports memorabilia experts. They got got people. Now, see, I'd bid on that picture. I I have quite a collection of Maurice Richard stuff. Yes, you do. I've seen that in your garage. Johnny, that's been fantastic. Thanks. Is, a, is the guitar going to enter the fray today at all? I, we haven't. It's there, yeah, and it's, 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 I, I, it's hard to find news stories that relate to the guitar. Well, that's true. So maybe at some point when you guys are talking really serious, I'll you just pick it up and yeah, start just playing. Just make some bleep up. We, we don't care. How about you uh, bump back with some Greta Van Fleet? Because <laughs> I know you're a huge fan of those guys. We could do that later. All right, just a moment, please.
Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. Well, play, John. Come on. I can't remember. Well, how many times do I have to play this for you, you dummy? Sounds like a John, dog's breakfast. That's awful. <laughs> Do it right. Do it's it the right. end of the world as we know it, and he feels well, fine. I can't. Joe Souchere. Oh my God! You guitar players Here, give drive it to me crazy. Here, give it to me. Give the guitar to Rook. You know, there's many years ago that I was outlawed to play that after whatever what was the movie. I don't know. Uh, Wayne and. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Remember? Don't you remember that scene? No. You're big, pretty uh, drunk big, right now. Big sign on the wall. It says, no stairway to heaven. No stairway to heaven. Yeah. Oh. He says, yes, bummer, denied. Bummer, denied. Channel 3 in Philadelphia. I'm just going to sit and do this all day, Joe. No, okay. i got to do this story. You're going to want to hear this. You're okay. going to love this. Oh. All right. Because for years I've been predicting we're getting to a, a point where, whether it's in the failed academy or in the workplace, uh, men and women or any of the various 15 or 28 genders will not be able to talk to each other. I remember when you made that prediction. I thought it was uh, outrageous. This is a story out of uh, CBS in Philadelphia. Three CBS Philadelphia. Three CBS. Some companies considering banning all physical contact in workplace. A survey by Total Jobs found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work. The idea is to remove confusion over what kind of touch is appropriate. Now some companies are considering whether they should prohibit handshakes. I think that's going a little, little too far. I think it's um, a show of mutual respect. If it's professional, two shakes, I'm okay with it. So is a handshake ban realistic? We would have to rewrite the whole etiquette books. Etiquette expert Dorlisa Goodrich-Young says a systematic ban on handshakes Handshakes doesn't seem likely, but in order to keep it professional, there are some things you need to know. It is a medium grip, and we meet the web of the other person. So when we do this, we are really locking the web. There are a few other big no-nos when it comes to earning respect with the standard U.S. greeting. Hey, what's up? As my unsuspecting co-worker Alyssa found out, anything longer than two shakes is a shake ah, too many. It's totally awkward. Awkward is what you don't want. You also don't want to position your hand flat on top of a co-worker's during a handshake. That can be seen as a sign of dominance. Sorry, Josh. Especially in business, you want to keep it even. 
even goes for the grip as well. You don't want to hurt anyone. Trying to out-tough oh. a co-worker, not a good idea. Oh, yeah. Nor is going, as it's called, limp fish. Not good? Not good. No. When we're in professional environments, we just want to stick with the level playing field. Three to the point, two shakes, and you move on. Yeah, I get compliments on my handshake all the time, so I feel really good. Yuki's still recovering from that one. He is. Well, since it seems handshakes are here to stay, what if you're not feeling well? Well, Dulisa says you simply should offer an explanation and an apology of not wanting to spread germs before denying that shake. And what if you do if you're sick and you don't want to get someone else sick or you don't want mm. to, you know. So if somebody has their hand extended, Dorlisa says... You just gotta shake it. You, you gotta do really? it, and then you go and you put the yeah, you put the hands on the handshake etiquette. It is a medium grip, and we meet the web of the other person. So when we do this, we are really locking the web, and we are not doing the fingertips. Biden's in big trouble. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. But how un-American is that story? What have we all learned since we were young? Party handshake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Seals yeah. the deal. Look him in the eye. What did Stan Musial say? Step up to the plate, man. Yeah. Look him in the eye. Yeah. Pat him on the back. Yeah. Give him a good handshake. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's really discouraging. It's I'm, where we're headed. But no, we're pushing back. We're yeah. pushing back. I'm not here to molest you. I'm just here to shake your hand and say hi. You know what really bothers me is people who ask me how I'm doing. Because my standard greeting for people, strangers in the hallway, is good morning. And they always come back with, how you doing? Yeah, but I, but I would really so want to know how you doing. what I've started doing in the last couple of weeks is when people ask me how I'm doing, I tell them, well, I'm all caught up on poops. <laughs> oh, wow. Virtually guarantee, huh. guaranteeing that you will be left alone the next time you're seen in the yeah, hallway. Yeah, Or the lunchroom. Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, Benson in Mendota Heights has a, has a uh, has some food for thought for us. He said, uh, "I was thinking, you guys, particularly rookies, should write a GL cookbook or restaurant guide. Yeah, I saw this. It could be full of recipes from food mentioned on the show and the cast favorite restaurants. I know I would buy it just for the recipes. Who knows? It could even lead to a GL restaurant someday. If that happened, then maybe even the non-food obsessed members of the cast could chip in with their tried and true dishes for the celebrity part of the restaurant's menu." I have come up with a few celebrity dishes that you might even use at that place based on my knowledge of the show. Let's have them. Here's a few so far. (laughs) Joe's Seeded Pepper Steak. The finest round steak and peppers are grudgingly cooked by a fevered and ill chef seated at a chair near your table. When finished, the piping hot dish is served directly into your lap. Comes with a 25% off coupon for a night at the local Motel 6. (laughs) Royce's eggs over some stuff. Debris-free, flat-surface cracked eggs are cooked however the hell we like them and served over potato chips from a bag freshly opened by your waiter with his car keys. No refunds. (laughs) Kenny's Mountain Goulash. Leftover cheeseburger chunks, squirrel meat, and green olive brine are sautéed in a cracked Mr. Coffee carafe over a burning trash barrel and served in a rusty tin bowl on the dirt floor of the shed downwind from the sheep barn while you're seated on a pile of old snowmobile suits. Mood music available by request. Isn't that fantastic? Wow, that's spot on. That's, yeah. that's all I had for the menu today, and luckily until the restaurant opens, I can just keep eating the fabulous meats from the Grunhofer's Old Fashions Meat in Hugo. What 
did I tell you? I've yeah. never received these kind of testimonials before we <laughs> went into the podcast. I did. I forgot that that email ended with this guy's going to stick with the Grunhoffers old fashioned meats. This is Grunhoffers, mm. North End of Hugo, on the uh, east side of Highway sixty one. And uh, Dave Downing had a great idea too. He said it's a uh, Grunhoffers candy store for carnivores. It's yes. a candy yeah. store yes. for carnivores. Yes. 130 different flavors of brats, double-smoked ham. They'll cut the bacon to your uh, preference. They'll cut the steaks to your preference. Over 20 varieties of beef and chicken sticks. They'll, uh, they'll, uh, they'll, well, they'll do everything. I've been there. It's fantastic. They're professional meat cutters. You have questions, they have the answers from preparation to serving. The grilling season is upon us. Get your brat bracket going. I favor bacon cheddar over cranberry wild rice in round two. Uh, you know what? I haven't even tested everything against everything, so I'm I'm just going to stick with what I know. The cranberry is and wild rice is fabulous. These are pork brats, by the way. They're lean. They're, yeah, they're fantastic. And uh, you how can long check, do you boil them? Uh, about fifteen. No, how no, long do you boil I them? I don't. You don't boil. You don't they boil go right them, to the see? grill. They Great go right question. to the grill. Grunhofer Meat Markets dot Meat Market dot com. You know, Thanks, Spence. Um, one of the things I, I, I cut out of that news article early about the handshake, Yeah, but they had a suggestion for how you should interact with your coworkers. I have a little, a little soundbite of what that. Right. I'd love to know this. Came up and messed my old lady. Got to be running cold upside down his head, you know? <laughs> hey, you home, I can dig it. No, he ain't going to lay no more big rap up on you, man. I say, hey, Sky. Southern say I won't see. Uh-huh. Pray to Jay, I did the same old, same old. Hey. Mac yourself a pro slick. The gray matter back. La performers down. I take TCB in, man. The hell is this? You know airplane. See airplane. Oh, this is airplane. Oh, man, you speak jive. Smack him, yeah. Yeah. Ain't that right? I knew I'd get rook with that one. Smack him, yeah. You know what they say? Early up to bully him. Leg down, smack him, yeah. I know that. Okay. Just a moment, please. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I'm getting an electric bike, you guys. What? I don't yeah. blame you. They're so cool. It's an electric assist. Uh, in fact, love that I have you in the mind of Grunhoffers. When you yep. get done laying in your uh, inventory at Grunhoffers, yeah. drive north on 61 to Forest Lake and stop in and see Tim Bloom and his family at EcoFun. EcoFun Motorsports. They're the electric bike capital of the world. Tim's daughter is such a renowned electric bike specialist. They've flown her, manufacturers have flown her around to give her the latest Seriously. Stuff. Uh, and I'm, don't worry, don't worry. The cylinders are taken care of too with scooters and Yamaha motorcycles. But electric bikes are so packed with technology and gadgetry. I'm not kidding you. I have to have one. But remember when I was a kid, John Height is old enough to remember. Remember we used to call certain bikes English bikes? Yes. Yep. And they had the toggle switch on the handlebar. You could yep. do the three speeds. Mm-hmm. That's what these have, only it's five levels of assist when you're riding the electric bike. They got electric bikes that'll fold up, fit in your trunk. They got electric bikes for beach cruising. They got electric bikes for old farts with the five settings. These are Bintelli, by the way. They're fabulous. Do they have a post-Grunhofer's Feast bike? Yeah. <laughs> or Speed, anyway? Cause... It's just amazing. They're a lot of fun to ride. They're lightweight. They're durable. Uh, they no cool. other No other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, you're not going to pay crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at the bicycle shops. 
Uh, Tim has laid in these electric bikes to complement the uh, scooters he has, the kids' ATVs, mm-hmm. the Yamaha motorcycles. Absolutely great, great stuff. This is a store that sells fun. You need to see it for yourself. It's in downtown Forest Lake, and uh, it's in a family business. Started 11 years ago. Find them at ecofunmotorsports.com. Well, it's back to me. Why am I pointing to you? Oh, I don't know. You Let's made go. me nervous. What the hell am I pointing to you for? <laughs> right. Everybody. Hey. We, have a, we, have a, we have a new moose conundrum. Uh-oh. A new uh, uh, moose conundrum. Well, what is that? Well, first we were told that we're losing all the moose, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we were losing it due to what? Climate, Climate change. change. Yes, we yep. were. Yep. Yep. Now moose are thriving. Huh. They're thriving at Isle Royal National Park. But the trees on which they feast are paying a heavy price. So as we continue to mingle with nature and attempt to influence it, we just can't get it right. An estimated 2,060 moose roam the island wilderness, according to a report by uh, uh, Michigan Tech researchers who who spend weeks there each winter observing the relationship between moose and the wolves that prey on them. The moose number is believed to be the highest since 1995. Oh, that's pretty good. That's well, a long time. We've had time. 15 Star Tribune stories since 1995 saying that the uh, mom and her minivan are killing the moose. The demise. No. Uh, then they uh, they disappeared uh, two years ago and whatever, and wolves uh, were eating them. But now they got rid of the wolves, and now the moose are back on the island. But the moose are now severely damaging much of the vegetation they rely on during winter on the western end of the island. And it was such a deep snow winter, it'll be more difficult for them to get around and find food. And didn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the wolves left the island via, didn't like it. via the uh, ice. Yeah. So man, us, we brought them all back. Yeah. So wait a minute, then the gal from St. Paul was right when, when she said when the coyotes were coming there that they were thriving because they were... They balsam be balsam firs provide about half the typical moose diet in winter. The trees have taken a beating from a century of moose browsing. In one 10-mile-long corridor, more than 90% of the mature balsam firs that researchers tagged for observation in 1988, 1988 were still around last year. Moose also had munched the main growing stems of 60% of newly emerging firs in the same area. Yeah. Nice. Well, let, me, let me continue. Yeah. By, February, by February of 2019, browsing pressure had increased yet again, and it was virtually impossible for the winter field crew to find accessible fir stems that had not have been seriously chewed yeah. or browsed. Right. Uh, and... Uh, so they got that going. Well, for now you have nice. you have a yep. re- so no wonder the moose population is uh, give you know, that thriving. to me again. Uh, right. Well, also in serious decline is a water shield, a floating leafed aquatic plant on which moose feed. So uh, researchers this winter fitted twenty of the park's moose with radio collars. They'll track the animals' movements and offer clues about their food adequacy and the effects of parasitic ticks and climate change. You got to get that in. There. Who, who, who uh, runs Isle Royal? Is it Michigan or is it Minnesota? I believe Canada owns Isle Royal. Canada, okay. I believe so. It's on I, our side of the border, though. It well, is. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yesterday, we found out that whales, the, you know, the Ruskies got the, the the necklaces around the whales because they're spying on us. But mm-hmm. we're going to be okay with the moose. Can I finish it? Yeah, he's got more. There's got questions. The recent moose boom 
occurred as Isle Royale's gray wolves dropped to their lowest point since the predator-prey study. Uh, Believed to be the world's longest, it began in the late 50s. Only two remained for several years until the National Park Service began relocating wolves from the U.S. and Canadian mainland last fall, boosting the total to 15. Officials plan to take as many as 15 more wolves to the island in the next few years because apparently you now have to trim some of the moose. They just love... Which we were thought were dying because of the climate. Right. They love meddling with nature, bringing them in, taking them out, controlling. Even so, so, it may take a while for the researchers to make a dent in moose numbers, said Michigan Tech biologist Rolf Peterson. The new wolves' biggest impact will be if they kill lots of calves. They're just getting started on that. So now we're thrilled that the wolves are attacking the moose, who as recently as a year or two ago would occasionally get front-page stories in the Star Tribune lamenting their decline because of evil human behavior. Right. Now we got them, and we need the wolfies (laughs) to go eat them. But now we're complaining that the moose are... Taking all the vegetation. Why can't so, we just plant more stuff? What's your What's your point here? What What's the solution? What What do just you say? Just leave the hell alone. And find something else to study. Let nature run its course. Yeah, I, I, I believe you're right. Yeah. Quit introducing the wolves. If they want to go, let them go. What do you think, Johnny? Hey. Well, I'll tell you too. <laughs> you sound well, like, I like a moose. You sound like a moose. Sounds like Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. John got Thanks, into Rocky. a rare theatrical character, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Why don't we come back with a John Height newscast, shall we? Will you do the moose voice? Sure. Yes. Why am I answering for him? <laughs> The best lawn you've ever had is a simple click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. That tired, patchy, disease-riddled disaster of a lawn you've been fighting for years, it'll be transformed into a thick, luscious carpet of green. ProfessionalTurf.com, they've been at it since the earliest of the 80s, and they're going to come out to your place, give you a free lawn care estimate, and then set you up with a three- to five-step program that will... Have you with the best lawn in the block from now until late fall. ProfessionalTurf.com Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. And John Heights News, sponsored by ProfessionalTurf.com Thank you, Kenny. Before I get to news, you know, we were talking about Rocky and Bullwinkle there for a while. Got me thinking during the break. You guys know where they lived, right? Something Falls. Ah, Frostbite Falls. Minnesota. Yeah. Frostbite, Frostbite Falls, Falls, Minnesota, which yeah. doesn't exist, of course. And and where did uh, where did uh, Bullwinkle go to college? Boise State. He went to, he always used to wear the shirt, What's a matter, you? What's a matter, you? Yeah. About 10 years ago, I'm snowmobiling the Gunflint <laughs> Trail, snowmobile trail, and I come around a bend, and there's a bunch of moose standing there. And I reported hey, this. Y'all. <laughs> Here's Kenny. I reported this Here's to uh, experts in the know, including Dennis uh, Anderson, and they all poo-pooed me and said they were elk. I know the difference between an elk and a moose. These were not elk. Why wouldn't you have encountered a moose? They were moose. Yeah. Because they say there's no moose over there. Huh. What? <laughs> I have a question. What's the difference between an elk and an elg? Well, elg is how you pronounce elk if you're from Fulda. <laughs> is that the proper the, answer? Uh, no, it would bug Joe. What was it? It was Crick? Elg, and what was the other one? Crick, Elg, uh, Escape. T- 
Ter. Escape. Escape. He Battery. He doesn't know the English language. Battery. Battery. Yeah. Battery. <laughs> I think Creek's right, isn't it? It's Crick. 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 I mean, Creek. I, I blew the joke. No, uh, it's Creek. Crick? It's Creek. Creek. And it's Yamaha. <laughs> Yamaha. Yeah. It's not Yamaha. Yamaha. In uh, news. The Queen's English pronounces it Yamaha. <laughs> Where I come from, it's Yamaha. At EcoFun, they have my scooter on the floor, Yamaha S-Max. Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you have now mm-hmm. that you own? Mm-hmm. Buy? Gotcha. I've been have. riding, and I've been on Yamahas since the early 70s. I'll call them whatever I want. Okay. Johnny Height. Thanks. President <laughs> Trump and Democratic <laughs> congressional leaders agreed Tuesday to work together on a $2 trillion infrastructure package. Put off for later the difficult question of how to pay for it. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said there was goodwill in the meeting. Uh, that, of course, was not like their last meeting between Trump, Schumer, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, which ended with the president walking out on them. Schumer said the two sides agreed infrastructure investments create jobs, make the U.S. more competitive economically with the rest of the world. Uh, most importantly, Schumer said we agreed on that number. We started a little lower, but even the president was eager to push it up to $2 trillion, and Schumer says, quote, that's a good thing. Nancy Pelosi and congressional Democrats had asked for the meeting with Trump to discuss launching an ambitious building program that's a top priority for the party. has been a rare area of potential bipartisan accord with Republicans. Minnesota's most recent teacher of the year boycotted a White House visit with President Trump on Monday because she said his policies and actions and words defy her core belief that every student matters. Kelly. <laughs> well, that'll show him. Kelly Holstein, an English teacher at Shakopee's Dakota Learning Center, was one of just two out of the more than 50 award-winning teachers who skipped the Oval Office meeting and photo shoot with the president. The group meeting in Washington this week is comprised of the most recent Teacher of the Year award winners from all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and several U.S. territories. If you don't agree with the current president, do you think that is something, as you age, you would regret? Regret. Regret. <laughs> I have no idea. I think if you get the chance to have a meeting with the president and get a photo opportunity, regardless of what party, I would for sure, I'd want to, uh, I wouldn't want to miss that. All right. I, I, I think I would have skipped Barack. No. I would have skipped Barack. I would have, uh, I, I would have delighted in meeting President Clinton. Not because I love the guy, but because I love the guy. It's party yeah, time. It's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I don't he think would have I, charmed you. I don't think I voted for him. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah you know. I don't remember. He, he always seemed to, to me like he had like a four-beer buzz going. Yeah. You know, Kenny, this is the second time we've met live. When I was in law school, I, I went through, I was going through the University of Minnesota, and I was at the caboose, uh-huh. and I saw it was, uh, who, who did I see? It was Little about, River Band. Little River Band, about three other guys standing around. You look like one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah, remember we burned one backstage press? I do. And then, uh, did you inhale? Uh, no, I did not inhale. I, I did. Uh, there wasn't much left after this guy. No, we shotgun. He just opened his mouth and I blew it into him. I've never done that before. He told that's how we do it in these parts. Yeah. We're take and go. The, uh, or no. Or no. Or so no. I said, I'll take. Uh, the uh, state fair. God, you're so good at all former presidents and you can't do the current one. And everybody does the current yeah. one. That's what everybody else does. See, I'm not. I'm unlike everybody else. You buck the trend. I buck the trend. <laughs> like to do my own thing. Like 
I did not inhale with because uh, I was not there at the caboose. What's it? The caboose? You want a train? A, a train across America? Caboose. Oh, okay, a train. That's like tea with rain. Do you like rock and roll? <laughs> Well, I partied for my yeah, my Yale days. I, I'd party hardy. I liked uh, I liked drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I liked to smoke. President, are you a little country or a little bit rock and roll? I think I'm a little bit more uh, of a of this country, uh-huh. America. Yeah. What are you, Donnie and Marie over there? <laughs> yes, the, uh... Donnie and Marie, brother and sister. From Utah. Yes, they are. That's right. Mormons. That's right. But I don't know if they had that married to a bunch of people. You know, I don't know marry. that. I don't know that they... Do the Mormons still marry a lot of people? Because, hell, it's tough enough having one mother-in-law. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to ha- make six point. of them happy. <laughs> Hello, Mother. Oh. Happy Mother's Day. I got you flowers. <laughs> yeah, stay- Which rhymes with... Hours, which is what I'm spending with you today. The state fair is coming what? up, of course, as always. And we don't have John, it's, it's a mind. ways away, John. Please don't no, try to figure out my mind. It's uh, May, June, July, August. It's about three and a half months, Joe, to the state fair. Yeah. Three and a half months. Uh, the Flop sweat. But see, we don't need to be tortured anymore because we're, we're not part of it anymore. Well, 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 well. Got some news for you. Damn the consequences. Uh, <laughs> The year-round operations of the 2018 Minnesota State Fair, uh, this is uh, according to an economic impact study, generated $268 million in economic impact for the Twin Cities, plus additional unmeasured impact throughout the Midwest. The study was done by Markin Consulting uh, Consulting of Maple Grove. It says the State Fair supports more than 12,000 full-time seasonal and part-time jobs with $76.9 million dollars in direct earnings for Twin Cities residents. In addition, the State Fair's annual ops generates $9.9 million in state and local taxes. Hmm. The economic impact study produced using data from the State Fair last year uh, comes from the Minnesota State Ag Society, the governing body of the State Fair. The society responsible for the production at the fair, year-round activities, and upkeep of the State Fairgrounds. 2018 State Fair attracted a record 2 million visitors during its 12-day run, plus the fairgrounds hosted a busy schedule of 150 non-fair events throughout the year. (coughs) Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein has submitted his letter of resignation to the president, effective May 11th. His departure ends a nearly two-year run defined by his appointment of the special counsel to investigate connections between the Trump campaign and Russia. The departure had been expected since the confirmation of William Barr as attorney general. He intends to leave in mid-March, had intended, excuse me, to leave in mid-March, but stayed on a little longer for the completion of special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Uh, Things blowing up a bit in Venezuela today. Anti-government demonstrators clashing with troops loyal to the president there, Nicolas Maduro, at an airbase in the capital. Hours after the opposition leader, Juan Guaido, took to the streets in a bold and risky attempt to lead a military uprising against the socialist leader. The early morning rebellion seems to have only limited military support. From the Star Tribune, we found out this week a couple of longtime Minnesota bands have gotten stars on the walls of First Avenue. Uh, One of them, uh, The Revolution. Uh, they were, of course, uh, well, princes. They were not on yet? They were not. Well, uh, well Prince was, but yeah. Not Wednesday night, I'm going to a preview at the Historical Society, uh-huh. which is having a uh, First Avenue retrospective. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You do that mm-hmm. instead of actually going to the club. When's the last time you went to First Ave? Uh, boy, to see Joe Cocker back in the day. I haven't been there in That ages. was the first concert there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
1970 or something like that. So the last time you were there was the day it opened? I've been busy. It was called Uncle Sam's. (laughs) Yeah, it was Uncle Sam's. I've been tied up. I've never seen any band there. I haven't avoided it. I just, I've never made it. The last time I was there was the weekend Prince died. That was a cool weekend to be downtown. Anybody ever fall asleep on the balcony staircase there? No, nope. I bet one of us has. Yeah. Rookie, you got a, rookie, you got a picture up of a beautiful harbor in uh, Maine. in Maine. It looks like they could use some aquaside, though. See the weeds floating yeah, in that yeah. tranquil scene? Maybe we should scene? send them a letter. Yeah. Aquaside has been helping people maintain their lake shores for more than 60 years with lake and pond control products. You just fan those pellets out over the weeds, and you're going to have a weed-free swimming area. The kids are going to love it. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. And Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for your family. So don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond. When I'm out on Spoon Lake, yep. cruising around in the 1938 Chris Craft, mm-hmm. I can always tell which uh, lake shores use Aquaside. So you don't want weeds wrapped around your prop. Because the kids are in there, and they're happy, and they're swimming, and they're squealing with delight, and the parents are on the, on the, up on the lawn getting hammered. How long do those have to, kids have to wait? <laughs> an hour. you got to wait an hour. Because? Hour. Well, because uh, they get, you'll get cramps. Or uh, the real reason? they got to have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, that's, that's not the way I... Uh, I was brought up. My, my really? parents were so eager to get rid of me. I wasn't even done eating, and they were asking. Get oh, on okay. out there. Yeah, get right. on the it's light. safe. Don't worry. Well, Just but get you want it, Well, you, when you finally do, you want to get into an Aquaside beach that is weed-free. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. That's 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. Uh, the uh, I was going to tell you about the other band here too that's going to get a star. The, yeah. Revol- the Revolution's performing again as part of you know this big celebration, so they're back together. Uh, now the other band, Joe, you will know well. Mm-hmm. The Dell Counts very well got yeah. a star. Oh. Let the good times roll. Part of the 58th anniversary. Jim, Jim Donna. Uh, uh, the, the ones. Let's see right here. Uh, the rest of the band right now is uh, well, I don't know about the. While you're looking but, for that, um, is the Revolution? Is it Wendy, Lisa, and the Doctor guy? Is, I can tell you exactly oh. who it is. It's Mark Brown, Wendy Melvoin, Lisa Coleman, Bobby Z, and Doctor Matt Fink. Matt Fink's the uh, keyboard okay. player, and Bobby Z is a really good. Oh, drummer. good. Uh, anyway, the Dell Counts uh, earned the star of their 60s band here, part of the 58th anniversary weekend for Charles Schoen and the band. And I didn't know this, but last weekend was Dell Counts Band Day in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Governor mm-hmm. Walls. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dell Counts played at First Ave going way back to when it was still the Depot from 1970 to 71, including over the opening weekend that Joe was there, April 3rd, 4th, 1970, when Joe Cocker famously headlined. Oh, so it was the Depot, then it was Uncle Sam's, mm-hmm. then it was First Ave. They I still guess. regularly perform. They've added Brad Marsh to the lineup after losing, and this is a sad story, I remember when this happened not too long ago, uh, Doug James, their drummer, passed mm-hmm. away during a gig with the Rock in Hollywood's at Mancini's. Oh, that's right. That was back in January. Isn't that the best way to go if yeah, you're a stage. musician? Sure. Yeah. You guys know country Dick Montana? Sure. He died on stage. Hubba, 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 hubba. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't so, forget, the dinosaurs thought they had more time. Yeah. So <laughs> did uh, Johnny Guitar Watson. That's right. Collapsed on stage in Japan. That's the way to go. Fellas, I'm going to die right here on the GL podcast. Oh, God, don't. Well, you heard me coughing off Go up the to the air. farm and die. <laughs> Go up to, up the to Kenny Land. Yeah. what was the thing you're going to watch on First Ave? What was the? It's a uh, it's a uh, uh, whatever the historical society calls these events. A retrospective. It's going to yeah. have the art and film clips and uh, 
and I've been inv- it's being put on by a financial firm, and I'm I'm being invited to it. Is what about some- the stories? The uh, the backstage area, the entry basement. I'm sure that, that talk will about be. That? Well, it's the history society. We're going to talk sure. about Dave Grohl and his antics under the uh, main stage <laughs> with no a idea. local prominent drummer lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to talk about. that? I have no idea. Oh. I'm going to give you all a report on Thursday. That's cool. Yeah. Is there any bridge building in this thing? I don't or? think so. Oh, okay. After more than two decades, the Mackinac. But this is something that will open to the public then. After the, you're I at think the it debut. opens Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Cool. After more than two decades on newsstands, ESPN the magazine will soon cease to exist in traditional printed form. Anyway, I can't believe it's still being published. To be honest, ESPN said in a statement Tuesday it'll stop publishing in September. The company said the September release of the body issue will be its last. Although they say they will explore releasing tentpole collections like Hello. the body. In print. I thought it was Espen. The future. Well, I I don't say that because the magazine isn't good. I just say it because all of it's online, and that's how everybody views it. I didn't even know it was still being published. I have two questions for you guys about magazines. Number one, Such, have you seen a copy of uh, Rolling Stone lately? I have not. It is, and far worse than it ever was, cover-to-cover propaganda. Hmm. Every single page is an ode to propaganda. For Leftist the left. stuff. Oh, oh yeah. far left. Yeah. And the second, have you seen the new cover of the SI swimsuit issue, and are you are you going to devote any time to that? No. No. Okay. Both. To, uh, no and no. So you don't know what's going on this year? Well, you got a burkini or whatever. Burkini. Yeah. Yeah. Burkini. Burkini of a new, uh, what, a Muslim model? A uh, young... Uh, yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah. I, I saw her interviewed. But Why also, do you swim in that outfit? Wouldn't that weigh you down? Well, if you have aquaside pellets, you're not worried about the weeds. <laughs> that's, that's true. Sure. That's true. Paulina Poroskova <laughs> is you're also going to be featured. And uh, she um, she's older, but she still looks pretty good. She married that... Uh, the cars guy. They're no Rick, longer. Rick uh, they're okay. no longer together. Oh, wow. Really? Wow! No, no, no. Were you walking by the my talk booth the other day? No, or what? I'm just. I just know my culture. Is there a bigger Ichabod crane in the world than Rick? You no. say Okasik, I say Okasik. He's got to also be about seventy-five, doesn't he? No, yeah. no, no. no. He's they got were married ad- a long time. He's got an Adam's were. apple that's about the size of a football. Yeah, he does. right. It's really off-putting. You were mentioning that Rolling Stone, <laughs> Kenny. I had to not only unfollow that account on Twitter, I had to block it because there's nothing about music anymore. No, not at it's all. Just it's all, uh, it's just 100% all 100% propaganda. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's tough. To, I'd still follow them, but hopefully, hoping once in a while I'll see something about a musician I want to read yeah, about. But you never do. No, no, rarely. Very rarely. Uh, my my uh, father-in-law, who's since passed, was a great, great conservative, and he could argue... He could argue uh, a Democrat's point better than a Democrat. He was so good. But part of his part of his research was he got Rolling Stone and read it cover to cover because he always wanted to know what the enemy was up to. Uh. And somebody would start debating him, and he could turn them so fast. It was just an amazing thing to watch. Well, I told you guys this many times. I'm sitting in a dugout in Yankee Stadium, and I'm reading Rolling Stone, which was in tabloid form. Yep. Yeah. And when I got done with it, I just left it on the bench, and Yogi Bear is eyeing this. And he's thinking, he's going to pick up a free copy of the Sporting News. Yeah. So he slides over, and he picks this up, and he starts reading, and he goes, what the hell is this? And he threw it in the trash. <laughs> he thought he was getting the Sporting News. Wow. The Sporting News, yeah, they looked the same yeah, in those yeah. days. In the How 70s. cool is it that you sat on a bench next to Yogi? Oh, yeah. That, that is pretty cool, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling Stone was, and Joel will back me up. I've on just this, smoked I mean, weed in with the early seventies. Musicians, <laughs> I was damn near a charter. Oh yeah, person. It, it was an amazing magazine yeah. in a lot of ways. Culturally well, for music, and, it was wonderful. Yeah, and culturally, there was some cultural yeah. stuff in there that was. Uh, you wrote them a letter, did you not? 
Mr. Mayor? Yeah, I, we parted ways when they had Kanye West on the cover in a crown of thorns. Yeah. Uh, I quit in the uh, 80s when they started having nothing but actresses and stuff on yeah. the cover, and it was like, okay, this is horrible. A senior North Korean official accusing U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo of having foolish and dangerous ideas. We still doing the show? I, are we? Yeah. I, was, well, I <laughs> didn't know if I was supposed to read like we're off the air. I know. I, I, was, I did the close music four times, but I had to pull it back down. <laughs> I looked at both these stories now. Yeah, I don't forget know if that I should one. read Who it. Cares? Yeah, nobody cares about it. Seriously, that. we were done ten minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm saving that song by all. Oh, we're still doing the show. <laughs> Yes, we are. And if you want to hear more of the show, other than today's podcast, you can check out all the back podcasts that we've got online, garagelogic.com. Great features on there. What's on Joe's bookshelf, an author's corner, and Greg Holcomb has some great creations in the GL Comics section. Just go to the features button, drop down, and you will be well informed and up to date. Garage Logic Park. Oh, by the way, if you would like to be like Grunhoffers, Aquaside, and so many others of our wonderful sponsors, we'd love to have you. Go to garagelogic.com and figure out how to contact us or just send us an email, rookie at garagelogic.com. What about the dinner table or the family table or the family roundhouse? Oh, or Table the... Talk with Rookie's yeah, Family. There Thanks it is. for asking. Yeah, there was yeah. a new episode out Monday morning. <laughs> GLers, check that one out. You'll love it. The sister podcast of Garage Logic. It's so good. See you next time, guys.